Thank you for joining me. My name is Ron Sisko, and this is Focus, a podcast centered on introspection and positivity. Today, we're going to be talking about you. And on the subject of you, I think one of the biggest challenges we have as people is we don't give ourselves the permission to say yes to ourselves. And it's, it's interesting. If you've ever taken an acting class or an improv class, one of the first things that we learn is that we should say yes to everything. We make choices, bold statements, and, and we're told, say yes, just go with it. See where it goes. See, see where it leads. But in our regular lives, in our business lives, in our personal lives, we have to second guess every choice that we make in case it's embarrassing. And the truth is, a lot of what we do is embarrassing. And we'll focus on it. We'll, we'll spend the rest of our lives thinking about the one moment when we were 14 years old and we said something stupid in front of a group of people. And we'll regret that. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the first thing you need to do is give yourself permission to, to just say yes to yourself. Do you want something? And it doesn't have to be a thing. It really shouldn't be a thing. Because things are easy. Things are a bandage. Do you want, do you want something from your life? Do you want to, do you want change? Do you want, do you want ambition? Do you want to, do you want to have a dream? I mean, why wouldn't you ever say yes to having a dream? And we always tell ourselves to temper those things and say, no, that's not reasonable or no, that'd be ridiculous. But what would happen to you if you said, yeah, I want that for myself. Yeah. Why can't I have something like that? What an important step that is. To say, I should be allowed to dream. And why would we ever take that away from people? It's probably around middle school that we start to let other people determine what we want and what we feel and, and how we look at ourselves. We, our friends start growing apart. We, we start having tastes. The media starts influencing our decisions and, and our wants and what we think are cool. And, and we look back at ourselves and we go, do I want to be that dork? And, it, and it's, not, it's not just that simple. It's, it's probably where we start saying, well, you're not good at that, so maybe you should move on to something else. I mean, I remember being in elementary school and, and uh, God, everybody wanted to learn how to draw. There was, there was in the library, there was a book about how to, how to learn how to draw. And everybody was already always taking that, uh, that book out and, and trying, to, trying to dream about drawing. They'd grab the book and they'd, they'd do some sketches and some of us would be better than others. There's, there's definitely a natural aptitude towards drawing, but, but most of us would give up. And then somewhere in middle school, instead of saying, I want to try this, we say, I'm not good at that. High school, you know, I've never been good at that. So maybe, maybe somebody else should do it. My handwriting is terrible. Somebody else should do it. I can't sing, but, but you could. You can learn, you can, you can learn, you can practice, you can do things. No one who's a professional at anything is just naturally good at something. They spent years cultivating this, this natural gift that they had. And it doesn't always have to start from a natural gift. It can just start from a dream, from a need, where you, you said to yourself, this is something I want for myself. And I think it's easier to dream about something that you're good at. It's easier to say, I'm, I'm good at this naturally, so why shouldn't I be that? But it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that's where change starts. I don't know how old you are, but as of this recording, I'm 35 years old. And my entire career thus far has been me following the course that I thought was laid out for me. I'm good at technical things, so it just made sense that I'd end up in IT somehow. And maybe that's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. 
And is there something wrong with that? Is there something wrong with taking a 15-year career and saying, you know, maybe this isn't for me. I'm 35 years old and I have a 15-year career in IT. That's crazy. And it's also not how I want to spend my life. And if I tell you that, if I say, this isn't how I want to spend my life, you would say, so what can you do to change it? Isn't that amazing? Isn't it incredible how your first inclination is to say, let's change it. What, what can we do to help you change it? How can we empower you? But when you ask yourself the same question, what can I do to change this? Aren't you afraid? Does it make you feel apprehensive to think about stepping outside of your comfort zone to leave behind a 15-year career? Do you feel selfish? I mean, I do. Thinking about it, the whole reason I'm starting this podcast, talking to you, is because I want to make changes in my life. It doesn't have to start all at once. It does mean that to make those changes, I'll have to sacrifice a few things. And it does make me feel selfish. But maybe I can feel selfish. Maybe I can be selfish about something just once. Because I can't, I can't do what I don't want to do for the rest of my life. And if you think that you can spend the rest of your life just kind of being there, I'm not sure what kind of life you think you're living. And as selfish as I feel, I think it's so important to be honest with yourself about those feelings. If I just tell myself that those changes are, are ridiculous, that I, I can just stick it out for the rest of my life doing a career that I don't feel love for, maybe I can. But what I have ever really lived not knowing if the thing I wanted to do, if the thing I've set myself up for, the thing that I might be too scared to try, what if, what if that was possible? What if I ran away from that just because I was more comfortable living in discomfort? And I think it's important to be honest with yourself about, about what you want and what you need and what your motivations are and what it would take to get there Maybe not just with yourself, but it starts there. Can you be honest with anyone if you're not honest with yourself? I've made mistakes. I think we've all made mistakes. And hopefully you don't dwell on them. But it happens. It happens to, to all of us. But failure is, and I preach this a lot, failure is one of the most important tools we have as human beings. We don't learn just by creating success. We have ideas. And if we only stuck to the ideas that worked out, we wouldn't have gotten very far. Granted, some of those ideas have been catastrophic. Sometimes it doesn't end well for us. Some of us start restaurants and those restaurants shut down. Some of us start businesses and we might make it a little while, but everything comes collapsing down. And that's tough. That's really tough. But perseverance is the difference maker there. If you, if you try something and you love it, and it doesn't work out, does that mean you shouldn't try it again? No, that's ridiculous. You try it again, and then you make it better this time. And that's what failure is. It's this incredible tool. You have the opportunity to make adjustments. It doesn't have to be catastrophic. It can be day by day, hour by hour. You can, you can look at the mistakes you're making and say, maybe I shouldn't do this over and over again. And, and see where it takes you. To, to, to be comfortable with failure is to be beyond mediocrity. 
to say it's not okay for things just to be okay anymore. It's not okay for me just to do things the way it's been done. We should explore what's possible. All innovation, all incredible success comes from exploring what's possible. Not listening to conventions. Not doing it the way it's been set out every day before. And you have that in you. I know it. I know it because everyone is so unique. And it's so interesting because we're, we're, so, we're so imbued with archetypes that advertisers make you feel like you fit in a box. And, and it's true. Some of our tastes do trend that way. But your brain, your mind is so unique. And what you think and what you feel and what you can explore for, for whatever solution, that's yours. And what an incredible loss to the world for you not to explore that. That's not to say that failure is without penalty. The Lord knows that it takes its toll. Even if you're comfortable with failure, and I, I know that I am, I, I actually kind of look forward to it because failure is an opportunity. It's fun if you let it be fun. But over time, if you fail a lot, it, it takes its toll on you. And it doesn't have to be in your opportunities. It doesn't have to be in your attempts to, to create something. It can be in anything as simple as walking down the street and failing to keep your mind in check. We punish ourselves. We punish ourselves more than anybody else does. Even if you've grown up with someone who punished you for everything, you will find a way to punish yourself more than that. Out of fear? Maybe. Out of a sense of proclivity? Possibly. But it's so hard to look beyond that in our own mind because all we see is the problem. We don't see ourselves punishing ourselves for the problem. I think if you're going to make any changes in your life, one of the first best things you can do is go talk to somebody. And, you know, sometimes it's nice if you have a partner, but your partner's too close to this situation or partners. Self-care is such an important part of being the best to you. And self-care doesn't just mean going shopping every once in a while or eating the cheesecake that you saw on the menu. Self-care means taking care of yourself, mentally, physically. I'm not going to preach to you about working out or eating right, but I do think you should go speak to a, a somebody, a, a professional therapist, a, a psychologist, someone. Check in. Say hi. How are you? I have a lot of anxiety. I don't have any anxiety, but I, I wanted somebody to talk to. I have a lot going on in my life, and I just needed a, a release valve. You might not know you needed it. I know I didn't. I went to speak to a therapist once, and honestly, I didn't know why I brought myself there. My heart rate was elevated. I thought it was stress, and in a way it was. It wasn't until the end of the appointment where we were ready to wrap up and she said, I don't, I don't know if you need to be here. I don't really feel like we got anywhere here. If you want to come next week, we can do that. But, but if you don't want to have, have to be here, that's fine. And, uh, and I said, well, I mean, I don't want to take up your time. There, there might be other people who need your time and, uh, and I wouldn't want them to be, to, to suffer because of me. And she said, you're not hurting anybody. And I, that said something off. Just, just that little, little phrase, you're not hurting anybody. I never heard that before. You're not hurting anybody. And that told me something was wrong. So how are you going to ever hear that from someone in your situation? How are you ever going to hear those words that were so important to you? 
check in with someone, talk to somebody. Help is not a bad word in any situation, whether it's a problem that you're working on for work or a problem changing your life or a problem, just something on your mind. Help is not a bad word. It's a four letter word, but there's a lot of good four letter words. Find some help. Even if you don't think you need some, I'm asking you go check in. That person might help you in a way that you don't understand. I, I, I found the motivation to, to make some changes there in therapy. It doesn't have to be for some noble purpose. It doesn't have to be life-changing. But it could be something as simple as, as discovering that you love something, that, that you didn't know you loved something, or that you were afraid to love something because maybe it seemed ridiculous. I love video games. I love pro wrestling. I love talking to people. I love, I'm a, I stream on Twitch. I, I love streaming for so many different reasons, but I love helping people start streaming. Find something. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be any of those things. It could be cooking or, you know, whatever it is, as long as it's legal. Find something to love. Love that intensely and, and just watch how it enriches your life to, to find something that you love and, and allow it to flourish. It's like art in your soul. It's, it colors everything. When you, when you feel so intensely about something and you can only think about how to, to be better, to, to find more time, it's, it's such an incredible feeling. And that goes back to saying yes to yourself. How many times did you already know you wanted something and you said, no, that's ridiculous. Say yes to yourself. It's okay. But while we're talking about saying yes to yourself, it's also so important not to say no to other people. And that's a hard qualifier because we all speak from our own experience. We've been in existence for however long we've been in life and we have a set pattern of things that work for us. Some people like a certain book series or a certain artist and for some reason that sets off a violent reaction in some people. I don't, I don't understand it myself. Liking a certain football team, oh man, baseball, hockey, having a flag on your shirt, having a flag on your car. Why can't we love something without other people telling us not to love it? Again, legal things. We can encourage each other. We can, we can help each other say yes to ourselves because one of the biggest problems getting here in the first place was you were afraid of someone saying no to you. So why say no to anyone else? Why take something away from someone? You have the opportunities both to say yes to yourself and to help someone say yes to themselves. What an incredible thing. What a, what a gift to say, I support you. I think that's great. It's not for me, but I, I think it's wonderful that you love this. Why can't, why can't we all say that? Why does it have to be what I want, what I love? Such a simple adjustment of the way we feel and think changes the way you look at the world. It's funny. It's funny to listen to someone rail on something you hate. I get it. That's why Siskel and Ebert were programming for 20 years why the angry video game nerd or the nostalgia critic came out and, and 
And it's, it's so interesting to watch what the difference between negativity and a criticism is. And I, I understand. It's funny. And it's funny to think that way. And you're encouraged to think that way because people laugh along when you make jokes. But just, just take a minute. Take, take a second. And instead of, instead of ever saying, no, you're stupid, or no, I hate the thing that you love, say, it's not for me, but I'm so excited for you. And see what that does to your life. Just, just a little encouragement of someone else's. And, and see if they reciprocate that. It's just that little positivity, that little change in your life can make such a huge difference to everyone. Not just you. You can do it. You can say to someone, it's okay. I don't understand what you love, but it's okay. You should never be ashamed of it. That was the change that I promised myself last year. I fail every once in a while. Failure's a tool. We'll come back to that. That's going to be a theme. Failure is a tool. I fail often. And sometimes I beat myself up for it. But in that, in that respect, if you're going to come along in that journey and try not to take things from other people, remember that it's important to forgive yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall. There's nothing wrong with that. Forgive yourself. Say it's okay. I messed up. Apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take that away from you. It's just not for me. It's okay. And it's with that kind of attitude going forward that I think if you want to make changes in your life, if you want to see other people help themselves make changes, that we can help each other. You can think of that as a challenge if you're, if you're interested. And I'm not saying you have to do this. And I'm not saying that my advice is going to change your life. But just, just take a second. Say yes to yourself. Say, it's okay. I'm okay. I want that. I want to change. Be honest with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Failure is a tool. Get help. And be positive. Not just for yourself, but for other people. I'm willing to bet that all of the changes you wanted to make in your life, whether they be lifestyle changes or health changes or affection changes or something as simple as, as finding a reason to smile. Not a cure for depression. Just a reason to smile. That is possible. And so, I listened to Star Trek for the most important message. Go boldly. See the things that you haven't seen yet. Do what you haven't done yet. It's okay. I'm behind you 100%. You can do it. I'm Ron Sisko, and this is Focus. Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast. You can find us at patreon.com slash focusbysisko or focusbysisko.com. If you enjoyed this message and you want to share it with someone, I hope you share it because you loved it, not because you think someone else should listen to it. Share it for you. I'll see you when the plot requires it, but until next time, be excellent to each other.